macros, mindset, and muscles. I'm Coach James. And I'm Coach Brittany. We're here to give you the truth about health and fitness. No gimmicks, no bullshit, just just facts. Good morning, Phoenix fam. We are back for another awesome episode where James talks extremely too much. I'm I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to do better. I promise to uh, let you speak this time. Uh, I appreciate it. I know that it's really hard for you well, sometimes. All right. So uh, we were talking and we're trying to decide what topic we were going to talk, talk about today. And something that's been popping up like in my social media a lot. And it's something that I really want to talk about because I feel so strongly about it. And that is, um, you know, dieting in general. Like, are you ready to diet? So many people, like almost every female client that we work with comes to us and they want to lose fat, right? That's their goal. They want to lose fat. Of course. But are they ready to lose fat? Mm. That's the real question here because, you know, a lot of people will say, I want to lose fat and I'm ready to do this and I'm ready to do that, but... All of your habits and your daily food intake and just your body in general is not in a place for you to lose fat. Yeah, there's a whole lot of factors that go go into this thing. And, you know, so, like, people spend so much time, like, especially for women, you know, it's just a thing, like, for women – And how we've been taught, like our whole lives, you know, diet culture and, you know, don't eat more than 1200 calories. And we have to fit these perfect, like skinny molds, you know, to be considered healthy, this, that, and the third. And, you know, we spend a lot of time beating ourselves down trying to fit into this mold that's not really made for our body. Um, So as a result, you know, our calorie intake suffers. And over time, our maintenance calories get lower and lower and lower because, you know, we're doing these yo-yo diets, these fads, there's no consistency, we're not fueling our body just to meet basic needs. And then when we do try to start a program that, you know, has us losing fat, we don't see progress, you know, because our bodies are not in a place where we can see progress. What should be a calorie deficit for us isn't working because, We've been cutting calories, you know, on and off our whole life that what should be maintenance for us is not maintenance for us. And I think that it's super important to have this conversation, um, you know, with women especially. Like I'm not saying it doesn't apply to men, but, you know, we work mostly with women and we see this so much in women. Um, You know, you may want to lose fat. But you're not in a place for it. And this is the hard conversation to have. Um, A lot of times, you know, nine times out of 10, when a female client starts working with us, like, what's the first thing we do? I don't know what the first thing you do is. I'm just kidding. Uh, First thing we have them do is track. Right. And we their normal eating patterns. Because we want to see what their eating looks like over the course of a few days, at least. Like, we always require five days. At least. Um, some people, we have them go longer. Um, you know, one thing we're doing is analyzing, like, if they're tracking accurately. Because, um, you know, that's a big thing, too. People under track. And I'm not saying that's not an issue. But there is more to it than that. Yeah. And 
a lot of times what we find out is that with accurate tracking, they are under consuming calories and they're terrified to eat more. Well, it's not just, just women, but it's men too. Yeah. And um, that's why I said it's not exclusive to women, but we work with mostly women and it is more likely to happen with women than it is men. Um, but as a coach, you know, sometimes we have to have those hard conversations and we have to give our clients like that reality check. Like, hey, I know this is your goal and I know that you want to lose fat. But in order to lose fat, we might have to get you to gain a little bit first to get your calories to a healthy place. Build that metabolism up. You know, if we're if we're just condoning your under eating and we're like, yeah, you know, we can do this and you know, give an extreme meal plan, we're not helping the problem. We're making it worse. Um, because they're not gonna stick to that meal plan. You know, they're gonna feel like crap. They might see results on the scale like they want, but they're gonna they're gonna fall off because it's too extreme. And then they're gonna gain back way more than they lost. So being able to have these conversations and be like, hey, I know that this is what you want, but here's the reality. Like you're under eating. If you're under eating, your body is not getting the basic energy that it needs for its daily functions. You know, if you're having hormonal issues like and you're under eating, like that's part of your problem. You know, I'm not saying that's the sole, uh, you know. Nobody contributes. Yeah, it's not the thing that's absolutely making the difference there. But if you're not fueling your body what it needs, like your hormone function, you know, isn't there. Your immune system is weaker. You're more susceptible to in- uh, injuries. You're more likely, um, you know, to struggle with uh, weight issues. So having enough calories... To diet is a huge thing that most people don't realize. Yeah. Like, like clients that come to us that have had like gastric bypass surgery, you know, and they've gone through the pre-surgery and they've had the surgery, the post-op, and they've stuck to the guidelines that the doctor gave them after surgery, and which typically is a very, very, very low calories. And they've done this for... A certain amount of time and then they want to go further but at this point this person has been eating you know 1100 calories well that's on the high end on too high end. you know most of them start i have a client that i'm working with now that just had gastric bypass um last month and we're just starting in the trenches of this and the reality is is that you know when they first get gastric bypass like they can't physically consume more food So, like, how do we, you know, help this client, you know, maintain as much muscle mass as possible and also get as much calories as possible without the volume, which is like the complete opposite of what we would do with like a normal client. We're going to try to get them to eat more volume so that their stomach gets fuller. Mm -hmm. But because they've had the size of their stomach reduced, like we want that density, you know, so where I might tell somebody to like lay off the peanut butter, you know, um, in, in a normal situation with this type of client, you know, if they can tolerate it and be like, please eat the peanut butter. Because at this point, like at least getting the calories is better than like being completely undernourished. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I was just getting to the point, it was like, they're already at these low calories, in the, but they're at a sticking point already. Mm-hmm. Like, and they've already gone through a surgery and everything. They may be at 1,100 calories or 900 calories. Their doctor uh, has told them, like, or they go to the doctor, hey, I want to, you know, I want to keep losing. And they're just like, well, just, we're going to have to eat less again. And that's all they do. And they, I mean, they're already eating below like a toddler level and they're having hormonal issues. They're having all these other issues, energy issues. Hair is falling out. Hair is falling out. And it, it gets brutal. And they just keep subtracting and subtracting and subtracting. And like, it, and your health just goes down and down and down in this uh, pursuit of just losing body fat. And, and it's applicable to everyday clients, too, because it's the same kind of idea. You know, when you're already eating 1,200 calories, you know, or maybe it's not even 1,200. Maybe you're at 1,400, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to cut. And then you're eating like 12, 1,000 to 1,200 a day, you know, in order to keep losing fat, you have to keep the calorie deficit alive. Yeah. And the way you do that is by eating less, moving more combination of the two. Um, and you know, if you're already working out to the max, you're already eating a low amount of calories. Like this is going to get really miserable really quick. And you're going to start feeling the the side effects of this, of dieting. It's like dieting fatigue. Diet brain. Yeah. Diet brain. You start like, you, you can't think clearly. Your energy levels are completely tanked all the time. Prone to injuries. Uh, prone to injuries, prone to sicknesses. Um, your recovery time is almost non-existent. Yeah, like you're staying sore a lot longer, which soreness is not an indication of a good workout, just in case you don't know that already. Yeah. Well, uh, your body just doesn't even feel sore anymore because it's just... It's just in a constant state of soreness. Yeah. Like you don't remember what it feels like to not be sore yeah. because your body is so under-recovered. It's undernourished. Yeah. Um, and, you know... A lot of people talk about like starvation mode and starvation mode is a myth, right? People don't keep fat on their body when they're in, when they're starving. Like we've seen this, you know, prisoners of war and stuff like that. You, You don't starve when you're, or you don't hold fat when you're starving. Yeah. Um, what it is is metabolic adaptation is what everybody gets confused with, right? It prioritizes. It's like when you're um like when you eat lower calories, right? You might lose fat initially. And if you keep eating that same amount of calories, your metabolism downregulates. It starts burning less calories. It's gonna start prioritizing where your energy needs are. So if you're working out really hard in the gym, your body's gonna say, Okay, we need this amount of calories for this activity and we're gonna we're gonna down regulate these other bodily functions which is like your hormones your thyroid you know your immune system things like that those systems become weaker because they're not getting the calories aka energy that they need and i think everybody's so like i want to lose fat i want to lose fat that they're not looking at the bigger picture here like your whole life can't revolve around fat loss like what's the point of losing fat if you're not healthy enough to enjoy being a lighter person yeah i mean you're still going to be yourself yeah I mean, if you're if you're um sad and at this state and you just lose weight i mean you're just going to be a lighter sad person like it's you're still you unless you do some other work in the in the, in the between but it comes at a cost. Like it, you, if you go and sacrifice all these relationships, your health, your hormones, everything, you know, is it worth it? 
Yeah. Is it worth it? I mean, the cost that's going that you have to pay for this. See, and I think the big problem too is that people just don't look at that. You know, like they don't care what it takes to to get a lighter number on the scale. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, like you're talking about the adaptation and it starts prioritizing where it sends energy and stuff. I mean, your libido is going to go male, female. Your your sex drive will be gone. Yeah, it's going to go. So you may lose this weight, and you're like, "Well, I look good," but you're not going to want to do anything with it. Like you're just going to. And and it's not normal, ladies, to not have a sex drive. No, it's not. Like, of course, our sex drive is not as high as men's, no. um, but our sex drive is very much supposed to exist, and you should want that, yeah. like, Morning with your partner. <laughs> So if your, you know, if your libido is low, like that's a hormonal thing, you know, Um, low test in women. Yeah, that's a big one that, you know, a lot of people don't even want to touch with a stick. Yeah. Um, Because they just think, oh, the testosterone is just for men. But But women have it too. And of course, like we don't have as much as men, but um, a little bit goes a long way for us. And if your like testosterone is like three um you're feeling like shit yeah, you're holding on to more more fat you're slower to build anything you don't have you're tired yeah you're lethargic yeah um my test runs naturally high like i have pcos so mine is usually like around 50 or 60 um which is higher for a female um and towards the like coming out of prep last time i was down to like 28 I think, which yeah. is low for me. It's good for a normal normal woman, but like I have lived most of my life with higher tests yeah. because of my PCOS and feeling that like I was crashing, like I didn't have energy, I was losing strength in the gym, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, these things are all important. And when you're not fueling your body enough, that's what you're impacting. What's the point of losing fat? If you don't have the energy to live your daily life. Yeah. You're talking about healthy, like, I mean, dieting, you know, are you healthy enough to even diet? Like even, you know, somebody who, like you're talking about people that have been yo-yo dieting and doing all these things back and forth, these extremes. Chances are there's been, there might, you might have some repercussions from that. Not just on like metabolism wise, but like bodily functions. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about like that, like your daily habits, like if you're not sleeping enough, then that is a big red flag right there, too. Like if you can't do something as basic as get enough sleep, then your journey is going to be that much harder. And people underestimate all this basic stuff, you know, like sleeping enough, getting enough protein, drinking enough fluids. Um, getting enough steps, daily movement in like these basic daily habits that you can incorporate just by living your everyday life. Um, if you're not mastering these things, you're making it that much harder for you. Yeah. And if you, I mean, by the chance that you do are successful in your, your, um, weight loss, or fat loss, uh, you're going to need those tools to sustain that. If you have not mastered those, you will rebound. Yeah. If you cannot do the, the, the small daily goals, the movement, the steps, the hitting your water and getting enough rest and hitting your protein, 
And it doesn't like you just went down, you know, come right back up with a vengeance. And that's why, you know, extreme diets like keto and stuff like that work because it's such an extreme thing. Like you lose a lot on the front end because one, when you cut out carbs, like doing keto, um, you drop a lot of water weight. You know, for every gram of carb you eat, you hold three to four grams of water. Like that's not water is not a bad thing. Like water is not fat. Water is considered lean mass. And we've talked about this time and time again. But, you know, when you cut out something extreme, like when you're doing that, um, you lose a lot. And then when you come back, like most people are not going to give up carbs for the rest of their life. there's carbs in vegetables there's carbs in fruit you know these things are not bad for you they have fiber and micronutrients that your body needs you know that help support your immune system and your skin and your nails and all kinds of stuff so um you know when you do add those carbs back in you're going to blow up a lot quicker because your body was depleted of that water and now you're adding this back in and your body's going to hold on to more water oh yeah so you know, slow and steady is, is the fast way. And that's like something that we always tell our clients, like, you know, they get frustrated because, oh, I only lost a pound this week, or I lost half a pound, or the scale's not moving as much, you know, maybe in the long term, like we're looking at three months of progress or whatever. And I'm like, well, if you look at it, like you've lost 11 pounds over the last 12 weeks, like that's almost a pound a week. And that's good. Like, that's what we want. Because if we're doing something extreme, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Whatever you do to get the results, you have to keep doing to keep the results. No matter how crazy your life gets, work, kids, family, bills, you'll have to continue doing those things. So if you're doing three hours on on the Stairmaster or two hours, an hour, an hour cardio a day, hard cardio, like on the stairs. Um, you'll have to continue that forever. Yeah. And that's not fun. You know, like there is a method to the madness. And when you pick a routine that you can actually stick with, when you include all the foods, you know, that you actually like to eat, you are more likely to sustain your results than if you go through an extreme program to do it. You end up just changing your normal daily habits. It just becomes part of your day. You just—that's just how you operate from now on. And and we kind of talked about this in the beginning too. Um, in the beginning of the year, our first episode this year, um, we were talking about like New Year goals and how a lot of people go like balls to the wall. You know, they go from doing nothing to like five, six days a week, and you know, like I mean, that's cool if you can sustain that. Like, there's nothing wrong with working out five days a week. I do think you should have at least two rest days yeah. for most people, but um, you know. If you can't sustain that long term, then why even start with that? You could start with two to three days and keep up with that and feel good about it. You know, you don't miss any workouts because you look forward to those two to three days. And it's it's something that you can incorporate into your life long term. Yeah, I've done the extreme. Me too. uh, Our first show, it it got to, I was lifting for two and a half hours a day. For uh, five days a week, plus two hours of cardio a day, and I even cut out TV. I cut out all distractions, pretty much, and yeah, I was miserable. Like, I mean, I know it was only for a small window, but like, there's some people that are working out like that, and just keep going, and just keep going, and keep going, and man, my body took a beating. 
I mean, for me, like when I started my journey and I was obese, you know, I went from eating, I don't know how many calories because I wasn't tracking, but I was overweight, you know? Um, and then I went to eating 1200 calories a day. Like I, I did what we were told to do. And I did that. And I did that for like a year, year and a half or so. And, you know, it, it catches up with you. And then you're like frustrated because you're not making more progress. And at that time, like I didn't understand, you know, how to reverse diet. And I didn't understand how exactly like the metabolism played a role in everything. And I didn't understand that in order to keep losing weight, I had to keep lowering my calories or increasing my movement, you know? Um, If if you're starting a fitness journey or you're early on it, and you think that we did it, everything perfect when we got started on our fitness journey back in the day, we did everything too. Uh, I made plenty of mistakes. I did the two, three workouts a, a day and just beat myself up. I, I did everything probably wrong and ate wrong and you're not alone. Like it's a process. You're learning as you go. Yeah. I used to focus so much on my, my calories burned on my watch. Like, I would lift weights and I do cardio in between my sets, you know, like jumping rope or step ups or something like that. And, you know, when you're lifting and you're trying to get stronger and build muscle, like it's about strength. Like it's not about doing cardio between your sets. So, um, you know, you, you learn, you live and you learn, um, you know, when you, you know, more like you can do better. Mm-hmm. And that's our hope for women is to really sit down and, you know, ask yourself the hard questions. Like, when was the last time you tried to eat more? When was the last time you tried to add more things into your diet instead of take things away? You know, I think that's a big thing. A lot of women, you know, they want to take away, take away. I can't have this. I can't have that. You know, uh, dry January. I'm not going to eat any sugars or sweets or candy or cookies or anything like that. And, you know, what, what's the point of doing that for one month? Like I have support anybody who wants to stop drinking at any time. I've been sober for five years, you know, um, I, of course I support that, but if it's a temporary thing for you, like maybe you should just practice moderation instead so that you're not like taking something away that, you know, you're not going to give up indefinitely, you know, work on keeping that in but adding more nutritious things as well, like adding more to your diet instead of taking away. Because yeah. the chances are if you add more to your diet, you add more of the things that your body needs, like protein, you know, fruits and veggies, like you probably won't have as many cravings for the other things because you're not keeping them out of your diet as well. Like, you know, you're having fruits and vegetables, you're having protein, but maybe at the end of the night you have a small bowl of ice cream or half a chocolate bar or something, you know, like you can have the things that you love and still fuel your body with good foods. All right. So back to asking yourself as a woman or anybody who's trying to lose fat, like, are you ready to cut calories? When was the last time you took time to eat more calories? Do you get enough sleep? Are you consuming enough protein? What's your daily movement like? You know, do you sit at a desk all day? Do you get up and walk, you know, a few minutes every hour at least? Like, what are your daily habits looking like? And when was the last time you tracked your calories to eat more instead of less? 
you know, do you have, um, like, health conditions that need to be addressed? Um, there's so many things that you need to look at as, a like, the bigger picture. Like, obviously, losing weight for some people will improve those health conditions. But if everything else is also out of whack, like, it's not going to help you in the long run. So being able to be realistic with yourself and understand that while you may want to lose fat, that's probably not what your body needs at this moment. You probably need to prioritize eating a little bit more calories, tracking it, focusing on like the quality of the foods that you're eating. And I'm not saying don't eat things you love. Obviously, I just said include those things too, but focus on eating more nutritious foods instead of taking away other things. Yeah. You know, just by doing that, you probably will consume less calories by like naturally because you're eating foods that are more nutrient dense instead of calorie dense. Yeah, volume. The volume's up, but it's not as dense. Yeah. And then you're getting the fiber that your body needs the, for gut health and regular pooping and stuff like that. That's another thing. If you're not pooping regularly, you're like, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, you know like, what I'm, I'm a big fan of pooping regularly. You know, that's a big thing too. So before you start dieting, you need to address these things and your relationship with food too. I didn't speak on that, but a lot of people like viewing foods as like good and bad, like is not good thinking. Should you like think of them as well? Is that good? I just think of them as like some no foods. Food. I think that some foods are fun and some foods are more for fuel. You know, there's foods that are more nutritious and there's foods that, you know, we eat because they taste good. Like oh, yeah. that's where your processed stuff comes in. Like do they provide much. energy? Yes. But do they provide nutrients? Not so much. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't be in your diet. So um, if you have poor relationship with food, you know, if you're suffering from disordered eating or maybe eating disorders, you know, um, viewing foods as good and bad is is a form of it's food. it's an eating disorder. So, you know, it, it doesn't make you better than anybody else to project like don't eat this food. This food is bad. Like it doesn't make you better. Yeah. Um, it, you're just projecting your di- eating disorder onto other people. And I swear, I think I talked about this in the last um, <laughs> podcast. But uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways, all right. So hopefully this kind of gives you a little perspective into dieting. Like if you're really ready for it, yeah. you you know, um, just because you want to, it doesn't mean that you should. And sometimes you got to prioritize things in the moment, like for your long-term health, yeah. um, to reach your goals. We have the rest of our lives to live. You know, this doesn't have to be a crash diet. It actually shouldn't be a crash diet. Like it should be a lifestyle change. I'll preach that until the day that I fucking die. <laughs> lifestyle change, like your lifestyle needs to include these changes. You need the daily habits. You need the exercise. You need nutrient-dense foods, you know. And those daily habits, like you implement one, and you're like, oh, I feel, my, I feel better. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this other healthy habit. Oh, wow, this is working out better. Like I'm feeling better in my workouts, and I'm sleeping better. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this other one. And you're like, 
not only am I doing all those things now, now I'm pooping regularly. You know, like it's just like, well, it's a a habit stacking and it's like you build that foundation. And that's what we talk about with our clients. All the things at once, like a little bit at a time, baby steps, baby steps, a little bit of progress adds up to big results. You know, a little bit of changes adds up to a lot in the end. Um, you got anything else you want to say? This is good. All right. Good stuff. I think so too. I think it was an important topic and I know there's other resources and stuff out there, but it's definitely something that you should consider for yourself. If you've been a woman who's been dieting on and off your whole life, like when was the last time you took a break? A, a routine break. You know what I mean? Not like a, Oh, I'm just not fucking doing anything right now. Like, I'm not counting macros yeah, anymore. like, and, and macros is another macros macros is another thing too you know because like a lot of people like we teach macros with our clients but macros aren't the end-all be-all you know um just because you track macros like a lot of people say like if it fits your macros and then they just use that as an excuse to eat a bunch of crap foods like I, i don't feel like because you're tracking macros that you're not like supposed to prioritize other things I think that macros can help you get a, a grip on portion sizes and can really help you understand what a plate looks like for you and like how to portion it properly. But I don't think that you have to count macros for the rest of your life no. to be successful. And I mean, we take breaks from macros and we intuitively eat and we build our plates based on our knowledge. Like we we can almost literally every time weigh a portion of protein to the gram because we've been tracking macros. I can throw out 200 grams of white rice with my hand. I I got the perfect scoop (laughs) to the little little piece of rice. I don't even know how many is going to stick to my hand. So macros aren't like, you know. It's macros. Like, yes, it's tracking. Tracking isn't for everybody. But if you do track, like, it can help you in the long run. It's for specific goals. It helps you. Like, if you you have goals and you don't understand what your intake is, that doesn't help. Well, you just, you've lost control at that point. Like, you don't know what to, you can't adjust anything if you don't know. What you're getting. Yeah, if it can be measured, it can be managed. But what we were saying, too, is, like, a lot of people, like, they'll diet really hard. And then they'll be like, like you said, like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit, you know. And then they just eat whatever they want, however they want. They drink, you know. They just go from one extreme to another. There's no balance. So um, finding that balance is important. Mm. And I could go off on so many freaking tangents on this episode. make more episodes. (laughs) How about that? But we're not going to do that. Uh, We hope this episode helps. And we enjoyed it either yeah, way. We did. <laughs> we enjoyed talking about it. So until next time. James. Bye. Thanks for listening to Macros Mindset and Muscles. Until next time. I'm James. I'm Brittany. We're, We're out. out.